Hi, everybody. My name is Hafa Lombardino, and this is Translation Confessional. Still using your inbox to manage your translation jobs? Still doing all of your accounting from Excel? Manually creating your financial reports? Using who knows how many different tools to run your translation business? LSP Expert is a client management, project management, and accounting tool for translators. You can create and send quotes, manage your rates and services for each client, manage projects, and send invoices all from one place. It automatically creates financial reports for you, so you always know the health of your business. Ready to stop wasting time on admin and start spending more time translating? Try LSP Expert for free for 30 days. Just type lsp.expert into your preferred browser and use the code HAFA for 15% off a new yearly subscription. Once again, the code is R-A-F-A. Take control of your translation business admin today. What goes around, comes around. Today, I wanted to talk about something that really amuses me. What goes around, comes around. No, I'm not talking about revenge and getting even with someone who's done you wrong. Actually, when you've been doing something for as long as I have, what happens is that you start observing some trends as time goes by. Sometimes it feels like I'm sitting on a park bench, watching as everybody walks by. Clients, project managers, other translators, and clients, and the target audience. My job is to observe and take notes, so I can do better every day. I have clients that are a large translation agency, and in almost a decade of collaboration, I lost track of how many project managers have come and gone. It's like a revolving door, really. Every few months, there's a new project manager introducing themselves when they send me a project. One thing that bugs me, though, is the lack of continuity. These project managers are sometimes trained to do activities like a worker who's part of an assembly line. They don't really have any idea about the big picture, what translations are all about. They just know how to follow a few steps and they know what the expected output is. There's no how or why for them. They do X, Y, Z according to what they're trained to do, and they expect ABC from you. Anything outside that script, and they don't know what to do. Now, a good project manager will listen and try to find answers to a problem that may arise, all for the sake of the project. But there are bad project managers out there who, I don't know, are paralyzed with fear when something goes wrong. Instead of looking for a way to ensure that the project will have a successful outcome, they'd rather point fingers at the weakest link, the translator. It could happen because of something minor, like a word used in the target language that wasn't quite aligned with the glossary. So you have to try to explain to a monolingual project manager that there are things called like verb conjugation, 
singular and plural, male and female nouns and adjectives, and that's why you had to use a version of the term that isn't a hundred percent exactly like what's been entered into the glossary in a different context. Oh, there's different punctuation too. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But it could also happen because of something a bit more complicated, such as when translators are not provided with the material they need in order to do a good job. So we have to speak up and kind of educate that client to ensure a better work environment. That includes telling them, hey, I do need to have access to the videos if you want me to subtitle them. Or, hey, you got these subtitles from a computer-generated service? but they don't fit the correct subtitling format as far as character limitations, line breaks, reading speed, etc. So these subtitles will have to be reworked somehow. Or, hey, the file you send me for translation needs to be cleaned up because there are like 10 tags every other word and it's making the translation process just impractical. And there's also the issue with rates. Some project managers are trained to bring the price down as much as possible so as to maximize the profits of the company they work for. Some companies go as far as promising project managers some sort of end-of-the-year bonus if they can cut costs associated with translation. That way, when translation isn't treated as a highly specialized service that ensures communication access, translators are treated as suppliers of a commodity that can always be bought at a lower price if buyers put enough pressure on the market. Well, after the break, I'll tell you two little stories of how I lost a client account due to a bad project management on the part of a translation agency. But that end client ended up coming back to me because another agency realized I actually had the set of skills needed to provide a good service. What is the most fundamental tool translators have? Yes, our language. And we must be the grammar and spelling police, not only when we're working on a project, but also when we're communicating with clients or interacting with peers online. We must use our language as well at all times. With that in mind, one tool I've been using for a while now, and I do use it constantly, is Grammarly. I've activated it on my email so I don't make any mistakes when sending a message to a client. I also have it available to me in Google Drive so I can use it when reviewing my students' translations into English 
or when I'm writing my own articles and brainstorming podcast episodes. And because I do translate into English very often, the premium version helps me keep my last draft sharp and ready for delivery. If you'd like to try out the world's best automated proofreader, visit bit.ly slash tc dash grammar. It's easy to remember. TC stands for Translation Confessional, followed by Grammar. Once again, you can visit Grammarly at bit.ly slash tc dash g-r-a-m-m-a-r. Keep your English sharp. The first story I have for you today is about a large healthcare company. And the second is about a large entertainment company. I'll start with the most boring one of the two. In hopes you stick around all the way through the end of this episode to find out more about the glamorous client. (laughs) So I had been working on translations about a large healthcare company for a translation agency for a while. It wasn't really about medical translations, but the corporate side of things what we call internal communications, that is, materials created by the company for their employees. There was an occasional health-related article that the company would put out to advertise their services, but they were all at the consumer level, so nothing technical. I love doing that kind of work because that's what I've been trained to do at journalism school. Those projects were easy. There was a steady flow of work coming my way and everything was going great. That was until the translation agency started asking for discounts. I was already giving discounts based on matches and repetitions because I always use a CAT tool to work on that material, but they wanted to lower the price and somehow increase my productivity. So they wanted to pay me less and wanted me to deliver more words a week because the end client, the large healthcare company, was about to drop a series of very large projects soon. I put my foot down and said that I couldn't take a price cut and work more hours for less. All I could offer them was a long-term collaboration. In other words, I'd be there for them to offer a reliable service in the long run and because I enjoyed the material, I'd probably turn down work from other clients or reassign it to colleagues who could cover other assignments. Well, that wasn't enough. It was a take-it-or-leave-it situation, and because I wasn't willing to agree to those work conditions, I said goodbye to that client account. From time to time, the translation agency still comes to me with new projects about other subjects, and they pay according to my terms. But they lost that end client for good because they weren't able to find someone else with a set of skills I have to meet that end client's demands. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. The reason I know the agency lost that client 
is because I was interviewed by another agency about the very same Anne client. I had never worked with that agency before, so I had to jump on a call, which could have been an email, and be interviewed by a project manager about working on corporate and consumer-oriented materials for a large healthcare company. I chuckled internally at the coincidence and mentioned I had worked on materials about this, this, and that, without mentioning who the end client was. I went over my experiences, qualifications, certificates, and the interview went great. They really liked my profile and were ready to move forward. That is, until we reached the price negotiation part of the conversation. Believe it or not, this agency was offering to pay me half per new word than what the old agency was paying me. They kept talking about how they were really being pressured by the end client to cut costs, so they couldn't afford more than that if they assigned those projects to me. I thanked them for their time, ended the conversation politely, and walked away. Fast forward a few weeks, and another agency contacted me. This time, it was an agency I have been working with for a long time. They got the end client account. They started assigning the projects to me, since they already knew I fit the profile. They asked me to bring in my colleague from Portugal because they'd need target documents for both Brazilian Portuguese and European Portuguese. We've been working on this material for a few years now on a very regular basis, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic, when the end client started to publish a lot of educational information about the disease and some news articles about successful cases and lessons learned in Latin America and Portugal. They're paying us our fair price, and if something urgent comes up, they pay us extra for overtime. And we all lived happily ever after. Now, thanks for sticking around for the more glamorous client story. <laughs> I've been working on subtitling projects more often every day this past decade. So I went through some recruitment and training processes with different companies to work on series, movies, and documentaries for large streaming companies. That's a dream come true. And I kind of had to rearrange my schedule this past year and a half or so after I passed three different tasks with three different vendors who work for large entertainment companies. So I had been working on subtitles directly for this large client, and they changed the process and started using translation agencies as vendors, so they didn't have to manage translators anymore. I was assigned to a vendor, but my profile account ended up falling through the cracks, so that agency just didn't contact me anymore about subtitling that kind of content. I was then interviewed by another agency that acted as a vendor for the same entertainment company. I passed the test and started working with them in both Portuguese and Spanish programming that needed subtitling in English. It was all doing great until a quality assurance contact started to kind of trash my work. That happens sometimes, especially when you have the opportunity of signing your work and people know who you are. I've even seen amazing translators who are also subtitlers and refuse to add their name at the end of the subtitles because they've been targeted by bad reviewers, proofreaders, and quality assurance people. Actually, 
We'll talk more about this kind of toxic environment next week. Anyway, as my work was being trashed, I'd get comments from the quality assurance person that kind of flat out mentioned that I didn't know the source language that well because my translation in English was bad. I can give you concrete examples because non-disclosure agreements, but it often involved using idiomatic language in English. So maybe the reviewer wasn't familiar with those expressions or phrasal verbs in English, you know? Or maybe it was about turning a sentence around to fit the subtitling format because you can be literal in subtitling. It's all about making the message come through within the restrictions you're given. Actually, I remember one general example I can share. The reviewer said I didn't know the difference between eso and esto in Spanish. And it was all because I had made a style decision to add a contraction in English and save on a single character, which was all I needed to make sure the sentence would fit the reading time constraint. Instead of using the literal, this is crazy in English, which has 14 characters, I used that's crazy, which has 13 characters. That changed from this to that, so I could contract the verb is, was enough for the reviewer to go ballistic. Oh, and when a typo did slip by, even after I revealed the work myself, which happens sometimes, I was considered the worst translator in the world. Because of that, my translation ratings plummeted based on the type of errors that the quality assurance person was attributing to my work despite the fact that many of them were based on the reviewer's preference and totally subjective, not objective at all. And because the vendor, the translation agency that hired both of us, didn't know any better because their project managers aren't translators themselves, all they cared about were the numbers. So they will look good before the large entertainment company, you know? They said they would have to discontinue my translation account because my ratings were getting bad. (sighs) Sometimes you really have to pick your battles in this industry. Well, I haven't worked with that vendor since then, but another vendor contacted me. I went through the entire process again and became an independent contractor with them to work on materials for that same entertainment company, not only as a translator, but also as a template creator, when you create subtitles from scratch in the original language, setting the start and end times for each subtitle, making sure that there's either a 2 or a 12 frame gap between subtitles if there's audio in sequence, counting frames to decide when subtitles are supposed to appear or disappear from the screen, and keeping an eye out for correct line breaks and the appropriate reading speed. So, besides bringing my subtitle translation skills into the collaboration, I was also bringing my technical skills as a subtitler. In addition to that, I also qualified to work in quality assurance, just like that person who got me kicked out of that other vendor's pool. Now, in my feedback to subtitlers who translate Portuguese and Spanish to English, I've been very objective in only making changes when they actually are needed not because of my preferred terminology or writing style. In other words, 
If the original translation is good, I leave it as is instead of trying to show off and say that the translator is horrible, that I'm better, and things should be done my way. That's not what quality assurance is about. And when we had a video with technical issues, like the audio being out of sync, for example, I made sure that the mistakes I was pointing out were not the translator's fault. Anyway, what goes around comes around, right? I try to do good, and I hope that gives me good karma. Well, it seems to be working, because that first vendor I got assigned to, when my profile fell through the cracks, recently contacted me again. Now they got a contract with another large entertainment company. So it's like I'm working with materials from two competitors, like the Coke and Pepsi of movies and series. Send me an email at rlombardino at wordawareness.com or leave a voice message on my anchor page. If I get enough feedback and voice messages, I can go back to the subject and post a special podcast episode with everyone's opinion on this very same theme. By the way, my anchor page is anchor.fm slash translation dash confessional. I look forward to hearing from you. Stay tuned for weekly episodes and subscribe to Translation Confessional through your favorite podcast app.